0: about the passion of a warrior so how y'all feeling this weekend Good. is it everything you thought it was going to be more More. you know this weekend i don't know if y'all know but we saw some incredible things yes we saw some incredible things like from from stanley tap dancing which i don't think all y'all saw (laughs) Uh, 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 I should have gotten on Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I messed up. I messed up. But what I did get on Facebook Live was cherry going up the catwalk. 30 something feet up in the air, climbed up there and accomplished this. <clears throat> and we know our brother cherry story. The victory that he just so recently had to see that. It's a miracle. Amen. That's beautiful. Yes. Oh, That's man. Great. You. you know, you're out here, we're in the woods, it was a great time. A lot of great talks, a lot of great debates, a lot of great spiritual discussion. found out that Sam Powell is a Chicago Bull fan. Oh, yeah. and, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Know what to get him for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But today we're gonna talk about the passion of a warrior. The definition of passion is this: a strong and barely controllable emotion. Strong and barely controllable emotion. Passion can cause you to do something so incredible and amazing that it can save, change, or better someone or your own life, right? Mm-hmm. That's how great and amazing passion is. But on that same token, passion can cause you to do something so terrifying, horrible, that you hurt, damage, or even end someone's life. Or even your own life. Passion is the most beautiful, terrifying thing trapped inside each and every human being. <clears throat> It's in all of us. Passion. See, we love sports, right? So I've got some sports fans in And we love sports, honestly, because we see passion on full display, right? right. right. Not just for the competition, Love the competition. But we see passion, especially during the big game, right? Especially during the World Cup, right? The World Series. Right? The Super Bowl. Even the NBA Finals. Right? Game 7, more specifically. Right? Yes. Game 7, when you see a team facing the best regular season team in the history of the NBA. They're facing the best three-point shooting team in the history of the NBA. They're facing the two-time MVP. They're facing the first unanimous MVP NBA <laughs> in NBA history, being down 3-1 and forcing a game 7, that really builds up some intensity, right? Mm-hmm. We're all expecting what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then we see LeBron James. Come on now. <clears throat> chasing down. That's right. I mean, He's <laughs> locked. <laughs> yeah. 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 ESPN Sports Science said was statistically impossible. Done this. That's right. know, <laughs> maybe might not call him a GOAT. That was an incredible feat. Absolutely. And in that moment, we saw his drive, we saw his determination, but we saw his passion. <laughs> <Here's> the word. <laughs> now, passion can be polarizing. That's true. It can be very polarizing. It makes people love and respect you, but it can also make people hate and resent you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing is true, brothers. One thing is true about passion. When applied properly, passion always brings forth results. Yes. Amen. Yes. When applied properly, passion always brings forth results. We see this in great movies, right? Great movies like Braveheart. I don't know if you have uh-huh. seen that. Yeah. yeah. Glory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. 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 I remember that one? Yeah. Good movies. A yeah. like, Patriot, Courage Under Fire, Three Hundred, and my personal favorite, Gladiator.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. You know I had a really cool scene I wanted to show y'all, but you know technical But Gladiator. Amazing when we see great passion in that movie. You know, and we see men doing extraordinary things, going to extraordinary lengths to reach extraordinary goals. Driven solely by passion. And when I think about passion, I think about the Bible, typically what I tend to run to is David's mighty men. Mm -hmm. Now David, yes, he was a bad man. David was a bad man, not just a bad man, as we saw displayed in our first message. <laughs> but he was a, he was a bad man. He killed a bear. He killed a lion. He killed a giant. He ruled a kingdom. He danced around Mecca, and everyone loved him. Right? He played the harp so well that his worst enemy, his worst enemy would request him to play,
1: to help him feel better.
0: Wow extraordinary man. <laughs> <laughs> it's David. It's David. He's a bad man. But this bad man rolled with some bad man. Oh, yeah. David's mighty man. Or oh, yeah. oh, yeah. incredible. I had this really cool chart I wanted to show y'all, but it's fine. This is a fine (laughs) charge. I'll shall put it on Facebook. Check it out there. This batter man though, these batter men, this group of men, these mighty men did some incredible things. I don't know why we don't have movies about these men. But we got the Bible. So we're gonna read a little bit of the exploits, these extraordinary men. So I got some extraordinary men that are gonna read. Some of these stories. So, if I could have Shane stand up, we're going to go to Second Samuel, starting in that we, we get there. chapter 23, starting in verse 8. Brother Shane, we're going to read that. Chapter 23, starting in verse 8. Come on again. Tonight. He was chief of three. He once put his spear to work against eight hundred, killed them, and all in one day. Yeah. All mm. in one day. Mm. That's mm. a bad man. Yeah. That's a bad man. Mm. Another brother, Corey. Another mighty man. That's his boy. Elazer, son of Duda, uh, Akowai, the Apolai, was next on the three. He was with David when the <clears throat> Philistines poked fun at them at Bash Demon. When the Philistines drew up for battle, Israel retreated. Elazer stood his ground and killed Philistines right and left until he was exhausted. But he never let go of his sword. A big win for God that day. The army then rejoined labor, but all there was left to do was the up. Mm. Yeah. What?! Yeah. Brother said so he was swinging the sword right to left so bad that his hand was stuck to the sword by the time the army came to back him up. Mm. He's like, bro, all I need y'all is to help me with the cleanup. That's mm-hmm. a bad man! Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad man! Brother Frank, can you go over and just read the next exploit for us? Chairman Summoner D, the Herotite, was three. The Philistines had mustered for battle at Lehi, where there was a field full of lentils. Israel fled before the Philistines, but Shammah took a stand at the center of the field, successfully defended it, and rooted the Philistines. Another rear victory for God. Brother stood in the center mm. of the field mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, Bring it! Mm-hmm. and made them out. Mm-hmm. Another bad man. Mm-hmm. Another bad man, Vaughn. <coughs> yeah, Vaughn, share the next one. 2 Samuel 23, 18-19. This is a message of verse. brother of Joab, the son of Zariah, was the head of 30. He once gave credit for killing 300 with his spear. But he was never named in the same breath as the three. He was the most respected of 30 and was their captain, but never got included. Among them. So there, there were sections, he had like those top three that were like the, they were the assassins, right, they were like, they were like his, his, like, you know, when I need to get a job done, these are the, these are the guys I sit in, Alright, you know what I mean, the top three, but then with the three, he had another group of the 30, a little more than 30 technically, but it was like they called him the 30, this guy was on top of that, he was like one of the main, most respected ones in that group, and we see Based on what he did, he was a what? Bad, bad man. Not a bad man, all right? Bad, bad. He was a bad man, all right? Bad, bad. If I got have Malik read the next one. <coughs> bad man. Maniah, son of Jehoiada, from the Capsule, was a vigorous man who accomplished a great deal. He once killed two lion cubs in Moab. Another time, on a snowy day, he climbed down into a pit and killed a lion. Another time, he killed a formidable Egyptian. The Egyptian was armed with a spear, and Mania went against him with nothing but a walking stick. He seized the spear What? <laughs> 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 That's a bad laugh. How do you this little train? Like, this is crazy. I ain't gonna make fun of a brother who's walking around with his walking stick. Now, passion is the vehicle that drives people to do and accomplish amazing things. The question we have to ask ourselves is what's the fuel? See, the passion is the vehicle that drives us to do and accomplish amazing things, you can have a bad car. But if you ain't got no fuel in it, it's just a bad car sitting in your driveway. Right? It ain't taking you nowhere. So fashion is the vehicle that allows us to accomplish and do amazing things. What's the fuel? I share this with you guys. The fuel, and I'm, we're going to dig into this a little deeper and kind of examine it a little more. The fuel, in my view, is this. Faith, hope, and love. <laughs> See, faith in a person, ideal, or belief, hope in a person, an ideal, or a belief, and love for a person, an ideal, or a belief is the fuel for passion. It's the fuel for passion. You know, even in these stories, we hear these, these great victories, but these men, they had faith, hope, up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had faith in who? God. God. They had faith in God, but they also had faith in who else? Mm-hmm. Right? They had faith in David. They had faith in God, but they also had faith in David. Faith led them to go do incredible and amazing things. They placed their hopes in who? God, but they also put their hope in who? David. David. They will ride or die for their brother David. They supported him. They fought with him. Their love for God led them to be a support for their brother. They placed faith, hope, but they also had love for who? God and who else? David. (coughs) That led them to risk their lives for David and to risk their lives for God. Because ultimately, they're like, God called you, God ordained you, so we are with you. It led them to risk their lives for David and risk their lives for God, not just because of who he was, but it was who he represented. For some of them, what he represented? For some of them David represented a second chance Mm -hmm. for the mighty man. Represented a second chance. See a lot of these guys were misfits, outcasts, and unwanted, right? Mm A lot of them. They weren't first draft picks Mm -hmm. in many cases. Now some of them weren't. They were bad. Some of them were overlooked. They were out there in the desert with him for a reason. They were out there for a reason. David represented restoration. Restoring the kingdom back to what it was intended to be. That's what David represented. He also represented redemption. So because David represented these things, they put their hope, faith, and love in him. Which led them to do what? Amazing, incredible things. That's true. Now, that's the nice term, but I'm, I'm going to flip the term a little bit on this. to an it also yeah. led them to suffer mm-hmm. for and with them. Mm-hmm. Because as cool as we see these exploits are, and oh, we're excited, that's amazing and great. Is it easy? No, no, it's not easy. <laughs> How many of us are running to go fight a war? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How many of us are like, yo... Take them. Right now. Like, you don't, I mean, I, it's not the first thing on our mind. I mean, unless,
1: you, yeah, unless you're John's all out. Right. Yeah. He would have a walking stick. Okay?
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we have this mindset here. And this stuff isn't easy. Mm-hmm. You are literally sacrificing yourself and you're putting yourself in a position to be ready to suffer. Well, I came to New York City now about 11 years ago. And... are you going to remember that scene on here i Some of y'all just I got converted. Man, and my mindset was this, man. I remember studying the Bible, sitting with, you know, my pastor and Mark was at the time. They were there, they, were there. they did the disciples' who were with me, and um, it was like, you know, we're doing this, like and I'm like, man, this is it. This is, we can really change the world with this. I'm sitting there like, I remember saying, how come no one else understands that? What? Mm-hmm. restore everything, this is the solution. <clears throat> this is it. We need to make sure everyone gets this. And they laugh laughing at me like, well, you, know, so, all right, you, you know, you're all super hey, excited, good. we'll do something great. Yeah. So I remember I got the call a couple months later, and Marcos was like, hey, we're trying to start a campus mission with boss, you want to help us. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm in it, I was loved. I'm like, man, I saw what God can do through His Word. It not only made sense, but it was working for me in my life. And I'm like, man, I just want to help out. What can I do? How can I serve? So I'm like, look, let's go. Came up here to New York City, not just New York City. I came to the Bronx, right? In the Bronx, right? The Bronx, right? (laughs) We wanted to see My goal was I I want to see God do something great With the campus ministry That was my dream, that was it I want to see God grow the campus ministry I want to see God revitalize The New York City campus ministry I want to help the Bronx church to be a beacon Of hope for the city I never thought about a title I never thought about position I never thought about influence And I never thought about What I deserve I came here, I moved, I slept on Gene Talali's floor Mm -hmm. for a year and a half, worked overnight jobs, had three jobs that time, going to school Mm full-time, leading two Bible Bible talks, and I was just in it. Mm -hmm. Loved it, fueled by passion Mm -hmm. for my love for God and what I truly believe what God can do and what his word can do, right? And it's, it's been great, you know, to see the campus ministry grow. We've seen the Bronx campus ministry do some great things. We've seen the New York City ministry as a campus ministry, as a whole, revitalized. God has blessed it. And so then, ten years later, ten years later, something changed. Mm. Mm. Wow. I want to talk about it. And this is why I want to be, want to be honest. And I really want us to have a true discussion about passion. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Like I said, I <laughs> never thought about a title, never thought about position, never thought about influence, never thought, oh, I deserve? But in time, after a while, started to think that. hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it real. So I think about title, position. What do I deserve? Ten years. Ten years. What, What do I deserve? Right? This is the question that came through my mind. Where's my position? What about my influence? What do I deserve? Then all of a sudden, my drive, my passion, started to slow down that vehicle started to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't swinging the sword like I used to. Mm. You know, about a year ago we had that service up in Syracuse. No, not Syracuse, I'm talking about Secaucus, New York, <coughs> New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh-huh. You're right, right? New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Not New York. Yeah. And um, I watched two brothers, get appointed evangelists. And came into New York after me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I never cared about it, man. I didn't know what right mm-hmm. <laughs> <Converting. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville's was when I got converted. sense to me. I'm like, what is that, man? That's a- some <laughs> Megatron stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I didn't about that. <laughs> And then you fast forward 10 years later, I'm sitting in the service and I'm like, Y'all wasn't here when I was late, man. (laughs) (laughs) What? How come you? What the (laughs) heck? I'm doing, you know, uh, (laughs) Sam? Hell, we need to have a conversation, right? You know what I (laughs) mean? You know, I start to feel away. I, I struggled hard. Mm-hmm. I would be lying to you guys if I came up here. It was like, oh, now My passion was like, yeah, that's good. What? No. Mm-hmm. And then during that service, I started getting these text messages from people. My phone started ringing. Text
1: message, <laughs> like,
0: are you in the neighborhoods? <laughs> <parents? laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <parents, why, laughs> where are you <laughs> at? <clears throat> What's going on with you, guys? you saw that? I felt inferior. I felt mm-hmm. like I failed. I felt Ultimately, I lost my passion. Mm-hmm. So I did what anyone does when they feel these things. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you. You don't induce it. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, I'll FedEx it to you. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I struggled. Like, my mindset was like, why? Why? I've done oh, all this. Right? Look what happened. All of a sudden, my drive started to slow down. No. It Stop. It Stop. I thought I lost my passion. But what I didn't realize was that God was taking my passion to another level. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He was Amen. taking my passion to another level. See, I shared with you guys the first definition of passion, which is, you know, intense emotion. Right? Right. But you know, there's a second definition of passion. Yes. Look up passion, there's another one right after that. And the second definition of passion is the suffering and death of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The second definition of passion is the suffering and death of Jesus. Now, this is of a word. <clears throat> passion. The suffering and death of Jesus. See, we love the hype and emotional definition of passion, right? We love that. The movies. The games, right? We love that. The stories that we read, the fiery, intense, Lord of the Ring, battle passion. Right? We love that. We don't like the hang me on the cross expression of passion. We don't like that. We don't want the sacrifice yourself expression of passion. We don't want that. We don't like that. We want the victorious, glorious, write my name on the eye of Zordon stone. Passion, right? The epic, the glorious, the big moment, the my glory. Passion definition. We want the passion that's going to lead us to our glory, our desires, and our wants. But I said this before, I don't know if y'all caught it. But I said, where you put your faith, hope, and love is where you will find your passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, where you put your faith, your hope, and your love is where you're going to find your passion. That situation showed me. That situation showed me that my faith, hope, and love was no longer rooted in Jesus. That at that point in time, my faith, hope, and love wasn't rooted in Jesus. My faith, hope, and love was rooted in me. Mm -hmm. I love myself. I had hope in my will. And I had faith in my desires. See, we gotta talk about when we place our faith, love, and hope in anything other than Jesus, it's a recipe right. for Amen. destruction. Amen. Right. 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 It's a recipe for some really bad things to happen Amen. because again, once we step outside, outside that second definition, that first one, that intense emotion, could do some really damaging things, right? right. Galatians 5, verse 24. It says this, Galatians 5 verse 24 it says, and those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its what? Passions and desires. Crucified the flesh. Crucified your flesh. Meaning your sinful nature, your desires, your will. You put it on the cross. Because passion displaced Will always lead to destruction. It does it all the time. Second Timothy verse chapter four, verse three. 2 Timothy three, Second Timothy, chapter four, verse three, it says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teachings, but having an itching ears, having an itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to what? Yeah. And you know what another translation says? It says. Um, but having itching ears, it will, it will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will. And will turn away from listening to truth and wander off in the myths. See, when we read the scripture right, word start. A lot of us know that we read the scripture, we're like, oh, see, there's both teachers, different things, that but you know what else is a teacher that sometimes we turn our itching ears to, to get our will, to right. fill our passions? Yes. You know pornography could be that. Well, well Money. You know, to be that teacher <laughs> to kind of fuel that will. Money. Make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Money. Meet that need that you feel you aren't getting right now. You know alcohol. Mm. Could be that. Yeah. Yeah. That no, nothing, right? yeah. Mm. Oh I'm having a I'm having why you drinking so I'm having a bad day. Mm. Mm. Talk about it, bro. If alcohol is what you go to, because mm. you're having right. a bad day, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you're going to something that says you're itching here onto here. Instead of running the God, run the truth. You run into a bottle. Mm. Mm-hmm. You run into a website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You run into different things to help give you, fill that void, help move that passion that you have. Flirtation, all these things we run to instead of God, His Word, and the church. James 4, verse 3. James 4, verse 3 says, You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly. You ask to spend it on your passions. Your passions. Come on, guys. Man, God, why aren't you? Why aren't you answering this guy? Why aren't you opening this door? Man, look at look at what I'm doing. I'm pounding. Hey, look at my sacrifice. Look how I've been. Oh, man. I'm not getting it. What's going on? What well, I want us to do right now, real talk. Hear me. I know men don't do well with lectures. I know it's hard. I know we've had a whole weekend full of talks and stuff, but I want y'all just to hear me on this. Mm-hmm. This is really important. You need to have a personal gut check time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, before you walk away from me, you jump in the car, you head back to the BX, you. Need to have a personal gut check time. Mm -hmm. If passion is the vehicle fueled by your faith, hope, and love, you need to ask yourself these questions Where am I going in my life right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What direction is my life going? Where are you going in your marriage? Mm. Come on, bro. Where are you going right now in your marriage? Where are you going in your relationship with your children? Where are you going in your relationship with other brothers? Where are you going in your relationship with God? If passion is the vehicle that drives us to these destinations, that if it's truly God-centered, rooted in Christ, that final destination is that my marriage looks more like Jesus intends it to look. My relationship with my children look more like what Jesus intended for it to look. My relationships, my friendships, when I'm going through it, when I'm struggling, when I'm suffering, I go to it and I deal with it in a manner that reflects more of what Christ intends for it. But if my way of dealing with things, not getting my way, my answer is my passion not being fulfilled. I feel like my passion isn't being met. And I'm running to other things. And where was your passion to start with? Where's your faith? Where's your hope? Where's your love? Where's it at? Like, you have to ask yourself, where is my faith? Where's my faith right now? Where's my hope right now? Where's my love right now? See, I saw what the passion of Paris looked like during that whole scenario. This is the passion of Paris. And Paris, your passion can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in the wrong field <clears throat> to have your, your passion be motivated by you. You can only go so far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It left me empty, bitter, and lost. And I had to work through that. I had to deal with it. I had to get open. I had to talk. I mean I talked. I spoke with Antoine. I spoke with Jane. I talked with, I mean I was bringing up people's phones, struggling. Me and Sam had multiple talks. Mm -hmm. Right. Multiple. I think I probably wore him out. You know what I mean? With all the talks. But really the thing I had to see is P. You're making this all about you. Mm -hmm. True. Why did you start this? (laughs) Mm. <laughs> for God. Amen. Amen. Started with that, So I had to ask myself, forget what the passion of Paris looks like. You gotta, ask, you gotta forget what the passion of you looks like. Mm-hmm. We just see it. We mm-hmm. watch the movie. It's a Alright? All right? What is the passion of Christ look like? That's what we have to get back to. The passion of Christ. And typically when we look at it, i was even you an image about this, about like the Passion of Christ looks like Jesus on the cross, right? We see that, that's the image that we get. It's the Passion of Christ is hang on the cross. Which is good, I can see that. They say the Passion of Christ is a period of intense suffering in the life of Jesus. From the Garden of Gethsemane to the crucifixion. But it's not simply... If we simply look at the passion of Christ to the cross and what he did, then we miss it. You're going to catch the passion of the cross, the passion of Christ. You've got to ask yourself why he did it. Why did he do that?
1: Why was that
0: the definition of passion? Him hanging on the cross. Why? Why was he there? Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Starting in verse 7. It says, In him we have redemption through through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Which he poured, which he purposed in Christ. To be put into effect when the time reaches their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth and under Christ. Philippians 2 verse 5 states this. Philippians 2 verse 5. It says, Your relationship with one another should have the same mindset, we should have the same mindset as Christ even death on the cross. Mm-hmm. Therefore God insulted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that the name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that what? Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is where his passion drew him to, his passion drove him to be what? Nothing. 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 We spend so much time and energy saying, I am Mm, mm. something. Mm, mm. You better put some respect on that. (laughs) Right? We force this. We force it on other people. Mm -hmm. We force it on our wives. Mm -hmm. We force it on our children. We have this, like, my will, my passion, my drive. Mm -hmm. Christ is like, he didn't even consider equality with God Mm something he grasped. But he was God. Mm -hmm. Preach, bro. He came to earth with absolute divine abilities and power. But it says he came to earth not as a Lord, but as a what? Amen, brother. See, if you're gonna if you want to have the passion of Christ, you've got to understand not what he did, but why he did it. Right. Amen. Why he did it. John 3 16. For God so loved the world that what? He gave his name. Game is on the sun. Yeah. So that whoever believes in him will
1: not perish and
0: have eternal life. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you. You know, I, I, I would love for us to, to go out and slay many giants you know, have victory stories of you know, brothers out there the Jonathan Butler defeated hundreds, you know what I mean, of Philistines or whatever or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Amen. Stanley baptized hundreds of people. Amen. James served millions of people in one day he fed them out of his own kitchen. You know what I mean? These would be incredible stories. But if those acts are not rooted in your love for Christ, your hope in Christ, and your faith in Christ, it's just a story. It's just a story. A prayer for us as we go home, come off the mountaintop experience, go back to the Bronx, is that we understand that passion is more than heroic exploits. It's about what motivates those heroic exploits. And the first thing needs to be first, church. Doesn't no matter how strong you are, how wise you are, how smart you are, how sharp you are. That if your love, your hope, and your faith are rooted in Jesus Christ, you will see and accomplish extraordinary things. To God be the glory. Amen.